when we say no in intuitive eating, when we say no to restriction, when we say no to exercise addiction and obsession, it then opens you up to say yes to freedom and flexibility and joy around food. And so that is the case in any other area. When you say no to things, then you are able to then say yes to other things. Because essentially, if you say yes to something, then that means you're going to say no to something else because we can't say yes to everything and it works the other way too. If you say no to something, that means you can say yes to something else. Hey, I'm Nyla and you're listening to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. Get ready for faith-based conversations about food, fitness, and body image. I love fitness and regularly you'll find me and my cat on my yoga mat sweating for a strong body to use to bless others with and glorify God with. Though I'm no longer an intuitive eating and body image coach, I am still an intuitive eater myself and will forever be grateful for God leading me to intuitive eating as I healed from a decade-long fight with an eating disorder. Friends, I encourage you as you listen to each episode to ask God to teach you something. You didn't just randomly stumble upon this podcast. No, God guided you here providentially, and he has something to encourage you with today. All right, let's dive into today's episode and see what God has for you to learn. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Nyla. And today is super fun. I am recording for the first time ever in my new office. For the last like two or three years, I've been working at a desk in my living room and I just got back from holidays and during the holidays, I cleaned out a guest room that we were, that we were basically just using as a storage room, cleaned it out. It was a big project, took me like five days and cleared it out and now it is my office and it's so great. It's so nice to have an office to close the door at the end of the day and just kind of symbolize to my brain like, oh, work is done. Now you can start home life. And it's just so nice. I've been dreaming about having my own professional office. It'll look really nice for Zoom meetings with clients and potential clients to just not have like my kitchen in the background, but to have an actual professional looking office. And I've decorated it. There's lots of like, um, plants, there's artwork, there's cute lamps and a mirror and it just made it nice and like modern and cozy and it's just really nice so it's fun to be recording for the first time in this space. I've never recorded in this room before so that's super fun. So today I'm actually going to do a reshare episode from a different podcast so I'm not sure if you know but I actually had a different podcast first. It was a Christian business podcast And you can check that one out. It's called Her Holy Hustle Podcast. And it's in all the show notes. So you can click on that and listen to episodes there. But I'm going to share an episode that I did on there with Catherine Herbison. And she talked about how saying no to things and even good things, how that created a really simple and beautiful and joyful life. So why are we talking about this on the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast? What does this have to do with that? Well, actually seen it in my own life and I wouldn't be surprised if other people have too. I've actually heard other people say this has happened to them too. I would probably say most people who are intuitive eaters, they've noticed this if someone actually asks them, like, have you noticed this? But when you learn intuitive eating mindsets, it starts to drip or like seep into, I don't know the right word, but it starts to affect other areas of your life and you start to, like your marriage or hobbies or work, you start approaching those with an intuitive eating mindset. 
even though it's not about food, these concepts of intuitive eating, these principles can still be applied to different areas of our life. And so I just thought that this episode would be really good to hear about how no, like the word no, it's not a swear word. And it's actually like a self-care action saying no to things, even again, good things. I heard someone say on a podcast, we need to be careful to not pick up what isn't ours. Like sometimes as Christian women, we see a need and we think we have to fulfill it. Like that's the loving thing to do, but not every assignment is your God assignment. And just really be prayerful before you say yes to something. Like, is that for me to pick up God? Is that my responsibility? Because if you're doing everything, if you're fulfilling every need, what does that say for other people around you in your circle? Like they need to also have opportunities to bless. You don't always have to be like the yes girl and say yes to things because that's not healthy because when you're so burnt out, you can't carry out the great commandment, the great commission, like to love others. You can't do that. Make disciples when you're so stressed and lacking sleep and things like that. We're just not at our best. Like God designed us to need sleep. And so we need to honor that need of sleep. And um, also he commands us to rest. It's not just a suggestion. It's a command to rest. And when we're not doing those things, we're just not our best selves. And we can't actually love each other well when we're tired. I know when I'm tired, I am less patient and just not a loving person. Um, it's a lot harder to love people. Let's leave it like that when you are tired and not resting. So today, Catherine comes on the podcast and she's just really cool. She's always like one step ahead of me in life. I, I love it. She started a podcast before me about a year. Then I started my first podcast. She was a health and intuitive eating coach before I did that. Then I started doing that. And then she was a VA. And then I started doing that. And I think she does podcast editing too. It's not her main business. Like that's my main business is podcast editing. But I think she more so does like VA work more so than focusing just on podcast editing where I'm like the other uh, ratio. I mostly do podcast editing and do a little VA. So it's really cool how our lives are like she's just one step ahead of me and I can learn from her. I've done a couple coaching calls with her or just one I think actually and got some insights about how to run my own business as an entrepreneur. I think she's also not on Instagram anymore and I really love that because I'm also um, learning a lot about digital minimalism and just how saying no to technology most of the time like I'm not gonna say no to social media forever or like always because I do see the beauty in it and like that you can be inspired and learn and be encouraged on it but I really like the concept of digital minimalism where you just like mostly are not on it I think she's like off of it altogether now but I just I don't know I just really look up to her and she's a year older than me I think and just really really beautiful soul she's a Christian as well so I hope you like this episode of just giving you guys permission and myself that it's okay to say no to even good things and saying no can lead to so much joy and it can allow you to just listen to your body more and like when we say no in intuitive eating when we say no to restriction when we say no to exercise addiction and obsession it then opens you up to say yes to freedom and flexibility and joy around food and so that is the case in any other area. When you say no to things, then you are able to then say yes to other things. Because essentially, if you say yes to something, then that means you're going to say no to something else because we can't say yes to everything. And it works the other way, too. If you say no to something, that means you can say yes to something else. And I really like the book The Best Yes by Lisa. I can never say her last name. She's a Christian author. 
T-Rex something, not T-Rex, that's a dinosaur. <laughs> but I like her book where, where she says, what we say yes to becomes our schedules and what our schedules are become the lives that we live. And I really recommend checking out that book to learn tips for how to say your best yes and how to be spirit-led in what you say yes to. So I hope you like this episode with Catherine and I just pray that the Lord will show you how to apply what we talk about in all different areas of your life and I pray that it blesses you. All right, let's check out this conversation. All right, guys, welcome back to Her Holy Hustle podcast. I'm so thankful you're here again. Today we have really awesome guest on and we're going to talk about simplicity and how to incorporate that into your life in business in um just in a bunch of different areas so welcome to the show Catherine thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to share and I hope I was we were just saying before we got on I was like I you know god give me words because I'm definitely not an expert but I hope that my experience can be a blessing and encouragement to other people Mm -hmm. I know just following along on Instagram, you have inspired me even in your stories, the way you've been trying to embrace simplicity in a bunch of different areas. It's been inspiring me too. So um, yeah, I just know this is going to be great. Also talking about inspiration, I forgot to mention this before we started. I was looking at Instagram the other day and I saw your hair length and I'm like, that's such a nice hair length. So I cut my hair the same length as yours. (laughs) Thank you. You know what? I, it took me forever. This is totally a side note. (laughs) I had short hair most of growing up and then it took me forever to grow out my hair. And I was like, I'm never cutting my hair again. Mm. Cut my hair like five years or maybe six years ago. And then I got engaged and had a three month long engagement. I was like, why did I cut my hair? And then I was like, I'm not cutting my hair again. And then I think around COVID, it just got so long because my hair grows like a weed, Mm. which I'm not complaining. And then I was like, I just need to change. So I cut my hair again. And I actually think this is my, this is my length. So I think I'm like a mid short hair person, which is just yeah. so weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's simple though. It's like, it does mm-hmm. tie in with the theme of our podcast because it's more simple to do when it's a medium length. Like you can still yeah. do braids and ponytails, but it's not so heavy. Like I cut off eight inches last week and my, I just, it feels so light, like hair weighs a lot actually it's kind of crazy so yeah no I totally relate totally relate yeah yeah cool I'm all about uh, recently my simplicity thing is I just let my hair air dry Mm. (laughs) sometimes I'll do my hair but I'm like you know what I'm just gonna let it air dry and it is what it is embrace how my hair is and it saves time and doesn't make me dread taking a shower so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know when they were cutting my hair, they're like, wow, your hair is so, so healthy. What do you do to it? And I said, well, I I just kind of don't really curl it much or straighten it much. And I think they just aren't used to seeing maybe hair that hasn't been dyed or um, I think everyone's hair would look that way if we gave it some time to just kind of chill, be its, do its own thing. So yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, everything in moderation, like including a, um, heat on your hair I think <laughs> yeah or color it's like yeah. once once a year I, I might get like a balayage or something mm-hmm. um, yeah but anywho we digress <laughs> oh this is gonna be hard to stay on topic I feel like I could just talk about everything under the sun with you <laughs> but oh boy well we'll start with some icebreaker questions that I ask everyone um 
I'm just trying to get it open here because I cannot remember what my icebreaker questions are. Oh yeah, um, first one is, what is the best thing that you've recently ate? Okay, so I was just in Mexico. Mm. Uh, I just got back from a little vacation with my husband and we stayed at a resort and they had excellent food. And um, every morning they would have, they had this like quesadilla station but I can't do cheese right now. So, but at the station, they would make fresh tortillas, like corn tortillas. And these, I mean, these are not corn tortillas that you buy here. These are thick and chewy and they were and hot. They were so good. So that is one of the best things that I've eaten recently um, on top of Mexican food and all kinds of tacos and stuff like that. So that's what I would say. That sounds amazing. You said it was at breakfast. Would you, would you make like a burrito with like eggs in it or would you just I eat it plain? Would, I would kind of like eat some of it plain, like eat it with scrambled eggs too. Or Yeah. <sighs> that sounds like so delicious. We went to Mexico for our honeymoon and now I'm thinking of all the like fresh guacamole and all the amazing, like fresh pineapple and like, oh man, <laughs> brings I know. back good All memories. the fish. And <laughs> yeah. It was all it was all yeah. really good. Ooh, that sounds so good. That's awesome. Um, what is your favorite form of self-care right now? Reading. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, when we were in Mexico, I just laid by the pool and read. And uh, since getting back, usually been trying to finish work around four-ish and four, 4.30 and then just lay in bed and read for an hour or two. Um, so yeah, reading. That sounds lovely. What are you reading right now? I'm currently reading, I can't remember the exact, I think it's just called the Von Trapp Family Singers, actually. So it's about, I mean, it's the story uh, that inspired The Sound of Music, um, written by Maria Von Trapp. Um, And it's actually, I I don't know, I wasn't expecting much from it, but I've laughed at portions of it, and there's just really sweet portions of it, and things that just like remind me to of God and I don't mm. know all these different things she was a very devout Catholic but like just believer um and so really incorporates a lot of that into it so mm. that is what I am currently reading mm-hmm. and I saw like a picture of your book the other day and it was like a book book and I love audiobooks but there is something extra relaxing and cozy about like having an actual book in your hand so I I saw that it was an actual book too so it is an actual book yes I don't do like kindles or or I do audiobooks I love them for walking like going on walks or if I'm working on a puzzle or doing something with my hands or driving but if I'm just like laying in bed listening to a book I'm gonna pull out my phone and look at stuff like it's just I need something physical Mm-hmm. and books there's that smell like a book does have mm-hmm. a smell and it's just like it's a calming smell at least to mm-hmm. me and it's like I love it and mm-hmm. your phone is not going to smell the same as a book so no it's not <laughs> no so I have one more um, icebreaker question what podcasts are you listening to lately or podcasts plural too if there's more than one you know I'm kind of on a podcast I don't know it's it, podcasts at least recently have just been like a lot of noise for me Mm. because, and I think that's actually why I've been listening to more audiobooks because it's, it's something that is more developed, um, as opposed to, I kind of am just been getting a little tired of podcasts, Mm. 
Um, and I, I think a lot of it is I, in the past, I would listen to a lot of business podcasts or um, health and wellness type podcasts. And I have wanted, I just have wanted just not, I, I, I just haven't wanted those. And so I've been wanting something that's just more light and fun and sweet. So actually the one that I, the one that I consistently listen to are the ones, um, cause it, it does kind of offer me those things. First of all, my favorite podcast, I think of all time is how I built this. Um, it is a businessy podcast, but it's more about entrepreneurs and the stories behind how they built what they built. So things like Tom's shoes or, oh, okay. um, Stonyfield yogurt, or, I mean, just like lots of whole foods, like Starbucks, like all of these. And it's just so interesting to hear people's stories. Yeah. Um, so that one, and then, um, all the wiser is about, uh, I love people's stories. Um, so all the wiser is about people who have overcome great obstacles. Um, and it can be a little bit of like a sobering podcast for some people, but I, I love like the serious topics. Um, and then the other one that's just like so lighthearted and just nothing of depth is, um, at home with Lily and Anna. Um, they're two British bloggers, uh, YouTubers and they just kind of talk about anything and everything. And so it's just kind of fun to hear them like chitter chatter back and forth. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, the first one you're talking about, I think sometimes we can think like, oh, like Tom's shoes, like it just has, it just happened overnight or it was always that way. So it's cool for us entrepreneurs too, to be like, no, they had a day one too. They had a day, they had days where no one was buying their products or they had a day where that everyone has to have a day where it's like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting this business or I have this idea. So I love that. And yeah, the, the lighthearted chit chat, um, when you were, when you had your own podcast, um, that was part of my favorite part of your guys's podcast was just getting to like, kind of eavesdrop drop or whatever <laughs> that word is on your conversation. And like, but it was yeah. okay. Cause you guys were like inviting us in to just listen, be a fly on the wall. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I love it. I guess it's so what like talk radio kind of like, you just yeah. kind of like listening to people banter back and forth. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is fun. I think just, yeah, something different. Yeah. Just see what people are talking about. I love it. So, yeah. um, this next question, I want you to just introduce yourself to my audience. And I know that your bio has changed a lot over the last year. So <laughs> how do you introduce yourself to, to people these days? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> a loaded question. Uh, so Catherine Herbison and I live, you know, first and foremost, I am a wife, um, sister, daughter, obviously, uh, but a wife, um, to my husband, Blake, um, and, he is currently in law school, um, which brought us to Madison, Wisconsin. So we've been here for not quite a year. We love it. Um, but yeah, so first and foremost, I am a wife to him and we have a sweet little kitty or fur baby Rosie. And for work, I, my, as uh, Nyla, you alluded to, it's kind of changed a lot recently, but pretty much right now I am a virtual assistant. Um, so I help entrepreneurs with so many aspects of their business, whether it's social media or 
podcast editing and management. Um, I do content writing, do newsletters, research, the just a lot. Um, so, and all of my past experience in my own businesses and such has kind of led me to this point. So that's what I do full time right now. And, um, but in my free time, I love reading, being in the kitchen, camping, coffee, um, and, you know, really embracing just a slower pace of life. Mm-hmm. Was that always the case? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know if I should go into my whole story. <laughs> share away, share away. Share how, away. How, how was that? How was life at one time when simplicity was not, not yeah. a thing in your life? Oh my goodness. I mean, I, you know, I think even back to, I don't even really remember my, my single days, but, hmm. um, I have been, I've always been a very busy person in the sense of, I tied a lot of my worth to my productivity. Mm -hmm. Um, and I even think back to, I struggled with an eating disorder in middle school and high school. And it was interesting. Like I even, even though it makes literally no sense, there's no correlation. It was like, if I wasn't busy, I was afraid I was going to gain weight. It was just, there was so much of my worth was I had to be doing, I had to accomplish things before I could rest. Um, I didn't deserve to rest. So I think that's just been a lot of my own personal struggle has been um, feeling like I always have to be doing things and I always have to be doing productive things and I have to earn my rest and earn mm. slowing down. Um and overcame my eating disorder. Um, but I think that's still that mentality has kind of come with me, just that like need to be productive, need to be busy. And I think a lot of it has to do with our culture too, where we, our culture celebrates, you know, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe she does all those things. Like she's amazing. Um, you know, we celebrate that. And so I think I, my personality is also the perfectionist wanting to, you know, strive to be the best at life. Mm -hmm. And so always wanting to, you know, be productive doing all the things. Um, and then I, uh, about four years ago, I started down the path of entrepreneurship and uh, I started out as, uh, with a brand called beauty counter, which I still technically, uh, or I, not technically, I still am with Beauty Counter. Um, so I am a clean beauty advocate and sales consultant with Beauty Counter. So I started off with that. And I uh, basically from there, I also became a certified health coach. I started my health coaching business, started a podcast, blogging, social media, the whole shebang. And I through all of that, all of that entrepreneurship, just being in that space in that world where there's hustle and doing all the things definitely fed that, that need to be productive, that need to be busy all the time. You know, you mm -hmm. see those entrepreneurs that are like working until two in the morning and we kind of praise that and or they're doing all the things and, and you kind of feel like you have to, if you're going to be successful and make the money and, and things like that. Um, and the shift really happened about two years ago. 
when I started experiencing some pretty significant health issues. And really it was my body telling me that I had pushed myself to the limit and not, not so much like I was staying up until two in the morning or I didn't have a balance in life. I think a lot of it was actually emotional stress, emotional pressure and not giving myself the grace and the break that I needed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I started having some severe gut issues, which I've actually been dealing with for the last two years. And, uh, that was a huge wake up call for me to, um, take, take a look at my life and my, my drive, my busyness, my lifestyle, what I was doing, how that was in alignment with what my heart really wanted me to do, or God really wanted me to do. And slowly, but surely these last two years, I've had to really been forced to not by other people, but just by like, okay, I can't, I like my body has forced me to take huge steps back from, uh, stepping away from my health coaching business, um, stepping away from podcasts that I was doing. Um, and it's all been, it's all been good. It's all, but it's been hard too. It's been very hard to make those decisions and also to face the, um, not, not pride, but, you know, have face, face my, how I put my worth in my productivity. Mm -hmm. And I think especially being in the entrepreneurial space, it's like, you know, you, we, we admire those people who are doing certain things and to be like, you know what, I'm actually going to take a step back and I'm going to simplify my life has been really hard, but it's been really what my body has needed. So mm -hmm. that's kind of it in a nutshell, nutshell, that's actually what led me into actually being a virtual assistant as well, because I struggled with being a health coach. I wasn't getting clients and I was just feeling totally burnt out. And I was like, I need to make money. And I was like, I can do this. And it's a lot easier getting virtual assistant clients who can actually pay than it is health coaching clients. Um, so just, yeah, this last year, two years has been learning my, um, capacity at least this point in my life and how the value of creating space in my life, reducing stress, what does that really look like and taking care of myself and learning to say no. Mm -hmm. So that, I don't know if that made any sense, but that's kind of the jumble of it all. No, it made totally perfect sense to me. Um, thank you for sharing all that. I think that's such a powerful story. Um, yeah, it, it inspires me. Like I said, when I watch you on Instagram and when I hear you talk about this, just embracing slow and um, what is that? Like, what do you tell yourself? Because um, you said like we live in a world that values productivity and being busy and doing more, more, more. So when that feels hard, when you're like, for me, at least when I'm resting or if I'm choosing simple, I do have voices in my head that are like, you should do more. Like you should, do, you could do more. So you should do more. Look how much she did or look how much you did last week. Is there like some affirmations or something or that you say to yourself to help yourself to like, to rest in a world that doesn't value rest and slow? Whew, yeah. I was even experiencing that this week of, mm. um, 
feeling overwhelmed with, oh my goodness, there's so much to do. And, but I know I need to rest. Like I'm tired. I know I need my couple, you know, basically from four till the end of the day, I'm usually reading, watching a show, not really doing, maybe doing, you know, cooking dinner, cleaning Mm -hmm. up, but that's, that's pretty much what I do. I don't, I don't do much else. And I know I need that time. And I Mm. think, so one, to answer that question, I think it's, it's part of being in tune with my body and actually honoring what my body is telling me. And those, and also experiencing those times where I pushed my body Mm. and then I've experiences the quote unquote consequences I've experienced, Mm. you know, for me, I, I, I have increased in my gut symptoms or my health symptoms. So I really do physically experience the consequences of pushing my body. So I remember that. And then those times where I get stressed out about like, oh no, I should be doing this because I have all this stuff that I need to do. I don't, one thing I'm trying to do some more like mantras or like positive, you know, quotes and stuff. I haven't landed on anything really, except one that kind of has come to my mind is just, you know, I, I have enough time to do this or just Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So kind of that um, abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset. Right. Yeah. Um, I pray honestly. And, but then on more of a practical sense, I will sit down and write out what I feel like I need to get done and then I'll actually plug it into my calendar with, okay, from one to two, this client, I'm working on this specific thing and then this. Mm-hmm. And so I see it actually laid out Yeah. that, okay, I have a designated time to do this. So I don't need to worry about it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. You're basically, you're kind of just telling, reminding yourself gently, like you're going to regret not resting. Mm-hmm. And um, that, yeah, that's so powerful being like picturing like, when we didn't rest in the past, like that didn't feel good. If you don't rest today, you're going to feel that way again, but you have the choice today, the power to not make that outcome happen again. And so that's really powerful. We're going to regret if we don't rest and you do not hear that message uh, often enough uh, in this world. Um, yeah. How, how did you know what to say no to? Like um, you, you walked away from the podcast, um, just you were feeling like I need to let that go. My season with it has, has ended. It's been a great season and it's okay to say no to good things, but how did you, um, yeah, what was that process like deciding what to let go of? Yeah, it's, um, whew, it's, it's never easy. It's never easy. Um, you know, first stepping away from health coaching, and stepping away from the podcast and I've stepped away from a couple other things as well. Mm. And it's always this, you know, Oh no, am I making the wrong decision? Am I going to regret this? Uh, you know, am I just afraid or, you know, all of these what ifs and, and this uncertainty, but I'm such a gut person. Mm. I, I know in my gut what I need to do. And it's just a matter of acknowledging the truth and facing that and then taking the steps to taking the steps that I need to do. Um, Mm. But 
it's a combination of, you know, recognizing that usually, again, I personally feel like, a, you know, there, a lot of times our body will tell us physically if something isn't right for us. Mm. And I think it's getting into, maybe it's, you are finding yourself burnt out, like fatigued all the time, or you're getting headaches or your, your digestion is off. Like your body actually has a physical response when things are just not working. Mm -hmm. So I would pay attention to that. So that's some things that I notice. And then I also, for like, for my health coaching business, I kind of, I just, one day I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I just, I just had this moment where I was like, I just don't want to do this. I just, I'm not connected with why I started this and Mm. it just doesn't bring me joy. And, um, so again, just like recognizing that. And then from there talking to people I admire and trust and and giving it to God. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think also like more recently, what has helped me because sometimes, you know, for a while I was saying, oh, like letting go, which I don't even like to say letting go, um, but I'm letting go of this. And it's not so much letting go as it is just moving on. Mm. And there's seasons in our life. And for me, everything that I've done these last four years, even though there's been, I've done a lot of different things, it can kind of seem like, well, why did I work so hard at this? And then it's just, I'm letting go of it. Like, am I a failure? Mm. Am I just not strong? Am I giving up? And it's, it's not like, that's not the case. It's just all these things that we've done, all the things that I did these last four years has built me into the person I am today. So I can do Mm -hmm. the things that feel right to me right now. And, and so I like to look at these as just transitions Mm. or, yeah, transitions, moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. And it just like in so many other areas of our life where things mm-hmm. have have a place for a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the lessons you learned, like they still come with you. You might be moving on from some of those things, but the lessons still come with you. I went to university um, in, and I was going to become a dietitian and I left after a year. I didn't finish four years. I left after a year to do something else. It just wasn't, it wasn't a good fit for me. And part of me is like, I wasted a year of money and I wasted a year of, of time. But I learned like, after reflecting on it for years, I realized you learned a lot of life lessons that year of university um, from being at university. That was not a waste of your life. Um, you didn't walk away with what you were thought you were going to walk away with, but you walked away with some pretty valuable stuff that will stay with you forever. And sounds like that's kind of the mindset that you are also, um, uh, that you're in that place that you're thinking of when you think about other things that you've, you've moved away from. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if I never did a podcast, I wouldn't be helping other entrepreneurs yeah. with their podcasts yeah. or yeah. There's so many things. I also, I, I went to four years of school. I studied social work, never got my license, never worked as a social worker, but yes, I've carried on those skills. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think just for anyone, I want them to know, like, you're not a failure for not doing what you studied or Mm -hmm. for letting go or moving on from something that you put your heart into for four years or two years or a couple months. You know, if you're 
mind and your heart. And I think God speaks through us. God speaks to us through those means. Like he can just kind of give you that gut feeling sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if your gut is telling you something, trust it and give it a chance. And also know it doesn't have to be forever. If I mm-hmm. wanted to, I could start up a health coaching business again. If I wanted to, I well, I don't know if I could get my license. I could get my master's in social work if I wanted to and work as a social worker. Like there's, you know, it's, it's never, it doesn't have to be forever sometimes. Mm-hmm. Might just be a pause. Like I'm just not going to pursue this right now, but maybe later the green light will go back on and that's okay. Yeah. And actually that's a lot. That's kind of the mindset. A lot of times that I went into saying no to the various or letting oh, go of okay. certain things in my life was like, okay, I'm going to take like health coaching. I'm going to take a three month break. I'm not losing anything because it's not like I was getting a ton of clients anyways, but I'm just going to take a break from it and see how I feel. Mm -hmm. If I really miss it, I can go back to it. Mm -hmm. If I'm like, whew, I feel like a weight is lifted off my shoulders. I don't Mm -hmm. miss this at all. Mm -hmm. That is probably a a good sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a good indicator when you're thinking about making a choice or not. Um, That, like you just said, that weight off off your shoulders, that is a good sign that, I need to just put some space between me and this thing if possible. Um, yeah, just that sense of peace and freedom and lightness. So yeah, I like how you describe that for sure. And yeah, not a failure if we don't do what we said we were going to do. Um, I like to reframe it like you're actually a success. You're being authentic. You're living in alignment with your values and like that's successful. Let's celebrate that like not a failure. And um, yeah, because I think we get some people can get stuck in their head. I said I was going to do that. And now everyone knows that I'm not. And it's like, no, you're doing a great thing. Let's celebrate that you're walking away. Like that is so successful and so brave. It's mm-hmm. so brave to, um, to walk away from something that you especially publicly maybe shared that you were, you were going to do. I know we got a dog. We were talking before we started that we got a dog and then we had to give him back. And for a while I felt like so embarrassed. Like I had put on Instagram that we got this dog and now I feel like such a failure that I'm not more experienced enough to take care of this really aggressive dog. And, but then I just, um, I came back to my values and I'm like, you know what? Safety is a value of mine. And he wasn't safe. He was going to hurt somebody being with us. So you just have to, if someone's calling you a failure, which some people were calling us failures for giving him back. I was like, you know what? I have to go back to my definition of success and safety um, like my definition of success is living in alignment with my values yeah. and safety is one of those. So that, that can be helpful too. Cause some people are, are jerks and they will say you're a failure. Cause you didn't do that, but go back to your definition of success and create that with God. And, um, yeah, see what, what that means. Does that make sense when I say that? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I, I, that's something I go back to a lot because my life right now is, is pretty simple. Um, is, is pretty simple and, but it, oh my goodness, does it feel good? Mm. It feels so good to have a simple life, at least for me right now, just where I am with my health. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, oh, should I like, should I be doing more? There's a lot of times that I feel that way. Like, should I be doing more? And one, I think it's a lot of what we surround ourselves with. If we are in the entrepreneurial space and we surround ourselves with a lot of entrepreneurs who are coming out with all these things and doing all these things. And if we're spending, you know, listening to all the podcasts and all reading all the books and all that stuff, then we can feel like it's just around us all the time. We're like, everyone does this. Like I should be doing more, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's, you know, for me, I've had to go back a lot to one, my, like, 
I have to listen to where I am at right now. I have to do what's right for me. Maybe someday in the future, I'll be able to do a lot more than I am able to do right now. Maybe not. Maybe Mm -hmm. this is just who I am and that's okay. But like, just because what's right for one person doesn't mean it's right for me. And I, I value, I think that's also more recently in the last like three months, I stepped away from the podcast and a couple other things. And I, um, I, one of the, the reasons I did is because my vision for my life or what I was doing was not matching the vision for my life. Hmm. My vision for my life was simple, was to have space, was to be present with people, was not to be rushing around and then by the end of the day being exhausted. So I couldn't be available to my husband and, and be present. It was having time to be in the kitchen and be creative and read books and be in nature. And I was doing so many things that I just, I, I couldn't do that. And so me having to come to terms with what are my values? What is this vision for my life? And is what I'm doing meeting that? Mm-hmm. Is, is that living up to the way I want to be living my life? And it takes courage to then take steps towards living up to that. And then you have to remind yourself like, okay, you know what? Like, Maybe not everyone else is living this way, or maybe someone will have some criticism, but I know what's right for me and I trust that and I'm going to mm-hmm. keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I love that. Would you, is, um, I was just going to ask you, like, what's your first step for someone being like, oh, I want a simple life. Um, would you say that? Is it um, creating a vision of like, what would your, what, what does a beautiful life like look like to you? Um, is there another um, first step that you think you would tell someone that really is just craving kind of the life that you've started cultivating for yourself? I think definitely getting a vision for mm. what you want your life to be. Um, mm. I mean, I have grand visions. Are we close to those? No. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're still young and I still have dreams of you know, our dream is to live on land someday to have a hobby farm and a garden. And, uh, you know, my dream is to spend a lot of time in the kitchen and be a Pilates instructor and be in the garden and I don't know, just host people. Like that is my vision. That is my dream. And I think as you, so, so envision, like, what do you want your life to be? And, and, and And in doing that, think about what makes you happy. Like if you just, I don't know, when I, when I envision that scene for me, I just like, my soul feels filled Mm. and I, I don't know. It just makes me, yeah, it just makes me really happy. So thinking about that. And then, um, I think also the first step with everything is acknowledging what's going on for yourself is recognizing like, you know, if, if someone is like, Oh, like I, what she's talking about, just a simple life. I have no idea what that means, but like, I don't feel like, I feel like my life is chaotic. I feel overwhelmed. Um, get curious about that. What is it? And it might, it might not come right away. It's not like you're going to sit down and journal and it's going to come all to you at once. It might be this gradual process. And and get in tune with how is your body feeling? Is your body telling you something? You know, mm-hmm. are you having trouble sleeping or getting headaches or digestive things or what, you know, skin breaking out? Like those are all signs that something isn't right. And it doesn't necessarily mean 
nutritionally something isn't right. A lot of times it's due to stress. So I think recognizing what isn't working in your life and mm. is there something that you're holding on to that you know you need to let go of? Mm. I honestly, for me, the things that I let go of were the things that I didn't want to admit to people that I wanted to let go of. Mm. Mm. Or that I wanted that were hard. I didn't want to admit it to people. I think partly because I was worried of like what people would say, but also because in admitting it, then that means that I probably was going to do it, let go of those things. So mm. I think in answer to your question, recognizing what isn't working for you mm. right now. What is off? What is out of alignment? And I don't mean in a woo-woo sense. I mean, just like alignment with your values and with what your body is telling you, what God is telling you. Um, what is out of alignment? What do you need to let go of that's hard to let go of? Are there things you can let go of? There are some things that we can't. You know, I have to work whether I love my job or not, like, <clears throat> you know, I have to work, we have to make money, but do I need a podcast? No, mm -hmm. I don't need a podcast. Do I need to be on social media? No, I don't need to be on social media. Like what are the bare minimums that you need to do? And almost like stripping back your life to those bare minimums mm. and giving yourself space. I think that's the other thing too, is we're so afraid and myself included nowadays of giving ourselves empty space. And that literally means like example of like with cats, I'm sitting on the couch in the morning, doing my quiet time, whatever. My cat comes sits on my lap and then I'm done and she's still sitting there and I'm not going to get up because she's sitting on my lap, mm -hmm. but I've done with everything. And, you know, it would be so easy to just pick up my phone and start scrolling, but that's not going to help me. And maybe I don't have my phone nearby. And so I'm just going to sit, mm. just sit. And you know, it's just like, even saying it kind of sounds uncomfortable, but you know, we're so used to just filling every minute of every day with something, whether it's our phone or work or a chore or the thing that we need to do. And I think we really need to get more comfortable with empty space in our lives and time in our days where we're not being distracted. We're not looking at other things where we're not doing anything. We're just simply being. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Such wisdom, Catherine. That's so good. Like what habit or commitment is not serving me uh, just kind of like what is not making me feel how I want to feel and also just how can we practice those moments of just being in our life um, I, my cat uh, we were talking about how I just got a cat he is helping me just be because he just he's good at just being so when they just sit there beside you and you're like you want a pet and it just it helps you just just be animals are really good at that nature too and um, so I love that that's so good oh my goodness I I don't even know where to go after that. Like that was this like fireworks of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, and these are hard concepts and things I am personally learning mm. more and more about. Um, but even, you know, just like a some practical tips and things that I challenge myself to do. I'm not perfect, but 
think about when we didn't have smartphones, mm-hmm. what were those things that were kind of boring, like waiting at a stoplight or waiting in line at the grocery store? You know, you didn't, you kind of, you would just like look around, you would people watch, mm-hmm. you would um, just kind of be there, maybe pray or breathe. Um, so just those moments where, you know, it's just a couple minutes and you normally would pull out your phone just to like distract yourself, be intentional not to pull it out, mm-hmm. just be. And I encourage people, like people watching is, I think the best way, like oh, get yes. back into yeah. that. Yeah. When my husband and I drove, you know, flew to Mexico, um, we had like our phones off and everything. And I was just sitting in the airport and I was like, airports are literally the best for people watching. Like, it's just so fun. <laughs> like just in like, what are people doing? Where are they going? Like all these things. So anyways, that's just like a kind of a quick tip to kind of start bringing some stillness into your life and some space into your life. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's watch. awesome. I love people watching too, like looking, getting ideas for clothes or hairstyles or yeah, like coming <laughs> up with a, like you come up sometimes with like, oh, I bet they came from here and I bet they're going there. And like, I don't know, sometimes I create like fun, like little backstories for them just for fun. Uh, yeah. But I know some people don't get people watching, but I, I'm, I know what you're talking about. It's awesome. <laughs> but um, I did want to just ask you a few things for certain areas before we like wrap this up. Um, how do you like incorporate simplicity in like um, date nights in like, meals or like your wardrobe or even your social media use or even uh how you run your business are there when I say that are there some things that pop into mind for those areas yeah so um oh gosh I'd love to just like touch on each of those so like even just like date night like it doesn't have to be extravagant it's about intentionally spending time with your spouse or you know your boyfriend or girlfriend um it could be a walk or you know just something where there's not the distractions and um one thing and this isn't really about simplicity but just kind of a fun thing my husband and I I want to I want to restart it he was in his first year of law school and it was kind of crazy now he's having a break this summer so I want to restart it but we would alternate planning dates and we'd have just like a $20 budget or whatever um, a week. And then one week I would plan something and the next week he would plan something. And it was actually just super fun to do some different things. We were new to Madison. So we were able to kind of explore and like we went kayaking and went to a drive-in movie. And I don't remember the other thing that things that we did. We went like putt-putting, stuff like that. So that's just kind of like a fun simple way, I guess, but also just not underestimating the power of even if you're at home or Mm. not spending a ton of money, just like be, you know, put away distractions and just be together and connect. Mm -hmm. Um, and wardrobe, I am, I would say a pretty simple person when it comes, I'm not like a huge fashion person at all. I'm And I personally, I've wanted to, I've wanted to look into more of like a capsule type wardrobe, um, but it's also kind of overwhelming for me. (laughs) So I, in, in, I kind of, I've done like my own ish 
like taking some of the concepts of a capsule wardrobe, which is buying pieces that go with. So like, if you're going to buy a sweater, make sure it goes with several bottoms or several outfits. Yeah. So not just buying something just in and of itself, unless it's like, I'm going to get something for a special event or this is going to be my dress for X, Y, Z. So that's what I try to do. I kind of also have like a color palette. So just knowing what colors I like, and that also kind of helps to um, match a lot of things together. And I personally, um, again, I don't spend a ton of money on clothes. I try not to. Um, and so I do love thrifting. Um, mm, that's yeah. something that I've gotten more into and um, it's fun because it's, it's like a treasure hunt. So that um, those are some things that I do. So picking like a color palette, um, buying things that you can wear with multiple outfits um, and really making sure that you love what you're buying mm -hmm. um, and thrifting. So, and I would say with business, um, simplifying in business, I, I mean, even for me, it's just my, my work right now is about making money and providing for us, um, or, you know, helping to provide for our family while my husband's full-time in school. And so really just focusing on that and, and really not doing much else in between. Like I, I, I personally, I think there's a lot of pressure. Like we have to do a side hustle. You have to have a side hustle. You don't need to have a side hustle. Hmm. You don't need to be working all the time. Um, you know, your work or your hobbies doesn't have to be your work. Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, a side hustle. If you want a side hustle, absolutely go ahead and do it. If it brings you life, do it. If it stresses you out, do not do it. Like life is stressful enough. Use your time to delve into a hobby or read or take a nap or go on a walk, like use that time that you're not working to do other things like mm -hmm. live, like don't live to work, work to live. I love this, this concept and this mindset. Yeah. So even good. if it's your passion, even if work is your passion, like I think it's so easy to get caught up in our work that we miss out, especially in the virtual space. Like if we have a online business to miss out on the actual relationships of the people right in front of us. And so anyways, um, so yeah, so for me right now, it's just focusing on kind of that bare minimum. Like, what do I need to do? And mm -hmm. just work is work. Mm -hmm. Um, and then spending that extra time just doing things that give me life and rejuvenate me. Mm -hmm. And recently actually with social media, I, um, so I don't use social media to grow my business at all. Um, so my virtual assistant business has grown through word of mouth, um, solely. And I love that. I, after years of using social media to grow a business, I just didn't want to do that anymore. I don't want to have to be on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've recently, especially after our trip to Mexico, um, I was just, I was like, you know what? I wasn't on my phone much at, actually I wasn't on my phone at all. And I just came back and I was like, you know what? I don't really want to have to be on social media. So I've been not sharing on stories as much anymore. Um, and just kind of more when I feel inspired and just being on my phone a lot more, 
I love social media, but I also know that for me, it can be pretty stressful too. So, um, and I'm on my phone a lot for work. So mm-hmm. I just kind of just want to be off more. So I think unfollowing a lot of people too, mm-hmm. unfollowing people kind of like what I was talking about before of, you know, if you feel this pressure that you have to be doing more, doing things that you are not doing, unfollow the people that make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really stay in your lane, stay in your lane. What you fill your mind with is how you are going to start thinking and behaving. Mm-hmm. So it's okay if you don't follow XYZ person, you also don't have to follow people in your industry either. Mm-hmm. You can follow them, but mute them if you feel bad about like unfollowing them. Um, but really just tailor your social media to things that are going to be life-giving to you, that are going to encourage you, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Love that. Do you got any simple tips for supper and also time with Jesus, <laughs> Jesus time too? <laughs> okay. So I am all about simple foods now too. Um, I, <laughs> I'm trying to think I, um, currently don't un- underestimate the power of a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> the three chickens are life. Yes. They're a little bit more expensive, but, uh, I used to be the type of person that was like, I have to home make everything. Like I have to make Mm -hmm. everything from scratch. One, that was a control thing with my eating disorder. And two, I think it was also this, like, it's better if it's homemade type of a thing. Right now, I don't have a ton of energy with just a lot of my health issues. Um, And so I've just been simplifying. So I love rotisserie chickens. Um, Also, if you want to save a little money though, making a roasted chicken is super simple Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely delicious. Um, whether it's a whole chicken or like chicken thighs, or even doing it, if you have an instant pot or a crock pot, just do that. I love roasting veggies. So one of my favorite meals is just a roasted chicken, roasted veggies, and some rice. Um, you can throw on a sauce if you want to, but yeah, so that's keep it simple. Um, find a couple things that really work for you and you don't have to cook elaborate meals all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to get help by things that are semi pre-made or pre-made. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. It's kind of like your wardrobe tip. Like the, your clothes are versatile, but then the chicken is also versatile because you can mm-hmm. do different things. So it's kind of the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. And vegetables too. I mean, mm-hmm. you can do any vegetables that you want. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so good. Um, and then time with Jesus. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I also used to feel like I had to do all of these things that I had to have this elaborate morning routine. And it was, you know, I had to spend this much time praying and then read this devotional and then read the Bible and read this book and then pray and all these things. And I would wake up and I would just be like, oh, and it was just more of like a check off the list type of a thing. Mm-hmm. So again, I kind of go back to that bare minimum, not that like God is like, you have to do these things or like there is like a check off the box bare minimum, but like, what does my soul need to connect with God? Mm-hmm. And I, my soul needs quiet. My soul needs a dedicated time to be with God, whether that's five minutes, whether that's 30 minutes. So I, th- and then I kind of like, I'll, I usually read a uh, devotional. I'll read scripture 
spend some time in prayer, write out some gratitudes. And, but sometimes I feel like doing more than that, I'll do more than that. Um, but I kind of just, I try to keep things really simple um, because it's a lot easier to do. You're going to stick with it more and um, you're able to just be so much more intentional with the little things than if you're doing a lot, many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to feel like I need to meditate, need to read the Bible, need yep. to need to spend this much time in prayer. And now I'm like, even one of those is great. Like, what are you, what are you feeling drawn to do? You know what? I'm feeling drawn to go for a 20 minute prayer walk, go go pray in the park. Like that's what I want to do today. And then maybe next day it's like, I want to, I want to read, um, you know what, really be focused reading my Bible for five minutes and like, or then the next day I'm going to listen to worship music as I do the dishes. Like it doesn't have to look the same every day. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And I think God likes to like, quote unquote, like date us differently. Like it'd be boring if we went on dates with our husbands, did the same thing every day. And I think God Mm -hmm. is okay with uh, switching it up too. So yeah, Mm hundred percent. It's almost like, okay, I'm going to just say, I'm like, I'm going to spend you know, the morning with my cup of coffee with God, but what is that going to look like today? It's kind of like intuitive eating too, where it's like, all right, I'm hungry, but what do I want to eat today? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, So trusting that you just don't have to, there's not like a specific, there's not specific criteria that you have to meet. You don't have to do what XYZ person is doing. We all connect with God in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, yeah. It's important to recognize that and to acknowledge that your relationship with God is enough. Like mm-hmm. the way that you walk with God is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Um, I did want to say this one thing you were talking about date nights with your husband. Uh, they can even be free. Um, like yep. I know we went on a date night last night to the pet store to get a brush for our cat, a special like p- brush. And we spent some extra time looking at the fish and it was like the best I was like, this is kind of like a date night and just looking at the fish for free in a pet store as we get a brush and it felt like a date and it was so fun. So even free can still count as date nights and be really, really fun. It was like, it was really fun. So yeah. Oh, I laugh because I'm like, I love going to Target with my husband. Mm -hmm. It is just like, it's just like an outing or like tomorrow we're going to go on a hike. Um, That's free. You're in nature, like spending time together, doing something different. Another thing is we actually got these, this kind of sounds silly, but it shouldn't be. We got conversation cards. Mm. Um, Cause you know, when you, especially when you're at home with your spouse all day long, you know, you know what each other is doing all day. So you like, you know, there's time to chat and you're like, well, what's going on? <laughs> so these, we just got some conversation cards for couples and it's just like a fun way to, even spend five, 10, 20 minutes, just like asking each other questions yeah. um, and connecting that way. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And we've been puzzling more because of you, because I saw you puzzling. And so we were like, we have puzzles. So before we got our cat, we had a, we have a yoga cat puzzle that we had tucked away. And so before the night before we got him, we we're like, this is appropriate. Let's, let's do this. It's like a bunch of little cats yep. doing yoga poses. And it was so fun. Like puzzles you can go get them at a secondhand store too or or dollarama or whatever so uh yeah i love that so this has been yep. so good i have learned so much from you do you have time to do a few rapid fire questions yeah. at the end that i ask all my guests awesome um what is the best part of entrepreneur life and what is the hardest 
I know that's such a hard question. I will start with the hardest. I always like to end on a positive note. Sure. Uh, the hardest part I think is, I mean, of course this is different for everyone, but for me, hardest part is setting boundaries. Mm, yeah. Um, I've done pretty well with setting boundaries with my time. As far as like, I started this time, I'm done at this time. I don't work in the evenings. I think being married helps with that a lot. Um, but setting boundaries, I am a, I am a giver. I am a people pleaser by nature. I'm a helper and I work with clients. And so it's so easy for me to say, oh yeah, I can do that. Or I can add that on. But then sometimes I take on too much for without being compensated for it. And that can lead to bitterness and burnout. So for me, and I am not a confrontational person. So that has been really hard, at least in the line of work that I do. Um, I think also is, you know, there's a entrepreneurship is just such a roller coaster. And there's moments where you're like, this is great. And then there's moments where this is really hard. I don't know if I can do this anymore, whether it's, I can't get clients or I don't want to do this, or it's really challenging, whatever it might be. So I think that's really hard, but the best part is just setting my own schedule and being able to, in a couple of weeks, we're going to take care of my nieces in Philadelphia. And I don't have to say I can't work. Like I just get to work there. Mm -hmm. So I, I personally really love that flexibility. I love that even though I am sitting behind a computer in the majority of the day, I can get up and do a quick workout or go do the laundry, or I'm going to run an errand. Like I, I don't, I'm not bound to my desk. And when I'm done with work, I'm done with work. Mm -hmm. I don't have to sit there until 5 PM when I'm allowed to go home. So I yeah. love that about entrepreneurship. Yeah. Are you an Enneagram two? I am a two wing one. Oh, wing one. Okay. I was wondering, cause I think the ones, aren't they like, if that's your wing, aren't they in the gut triad where they're very motivated? And you were talking about like, you're big on like your gut feeling. And I think yeah. a one is in that gut triad. So yeah, when you're talking, I'm like, I wonder if she has a one somewhere in her Enneagram. So that yeah, both sense. my husband, both my husband and I have one wings. Oh, okay. So he's a nine one and I'm a two one. Oh, interesting. Cool. That's awesome. Um, who do you look up to in business and why? Ah, uh, who do I look up to? Sorry, that was like a, that's going to be a really annoying sound on the <laughs> and editing a podcast. Um, but who do I look up to? There's, I mean, there's a couple of people I really look up to. I'm mostly on Instagram. I've never met them in person, but Ashton Long, um, she mm -hmm. is the founder of The Awakening. Uh, she talks a lot about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. Um, burnout and not hustling. Mm -hmm. I think those are the people I really look up to who are entrepreneurs or like business coaches who are presenting another way to do business where you are really listening to your body and um, working in alignment with what your heart and your mind are telling you to do and what your body is telling you to do. Mm -hmm. um, so she is, she's the per first person that I, um, I think of is her. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've heard of her. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. heard of her. So 
Cool. Um, what is something you wish you would have known from day one of running your own business or being an entrepreneur? Mm. Uh, <laughs> I wish I would have known what I was like, uh, like I wish it wouldn't have been such a roller coaster to get to where I am now, mm. honestly, but I know like everything has played a part. You can't start, like you can't start, I couldn't start being a virtual assistant or what I'm doing right now four years ago, day one, mm -hmm. because I needed everything, all the ups and downs, all the skills, everything to get me to this point. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's hard. Entrepreneurship is hard. And it's like kind of on that, how I built you, how I built this podcast, like no one starts and like, I decided to do this. And then I got the money right away. And then I made sales and it was all lovely. Like no one starts that way. There's so many ups and downs on the road and mm -hmm. would I want to relive them? No, but I'm thankful for them. So would have you appreciated knowing that it wasn't going to be like linear? Like would have that been, or, or did you go into it knowing like it's going to be kind of up and down? You no, know, I feel like it's, it, uh, ignorance is kind of bliss uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. because, yeah. you know, you kind of need that excitement and that motivation to kind of get you through some of each level along the way. Yeah. So I don't mm -hmm. think so. I think probably what I would have liked to know. Actually, I, I, I don't really know. Cause I feel like it's just all been, been part of the process. Yeah. Learning things at when you needed to learn them kind of. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's still, I have not arrived yet. There are still days where I'm like, God, what do you want from me? Like, is this what I'm doing for the rest of my life? Or what, what do you have for me? And so I think it's just day by day, we seek first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And then like all, he will make things clear. I think that's the one thing, this isn't answering any question that you had, but one thing I've really learned through this process is God does provide. Mm -hmm. especially like with my virtual assistant business, it's amazing the times where I've been like, you know what? I feel like I just need another client right now, or I want to let go of a certain client, but I need something to replace it. And something will come up. Mm -hmm. It is truly amazing. So God does provide. We just have to keep moving forward with what he has for us right now. Mm -hmm. That's so wise. Yeah. Trust. Cause I know in my business, when I start trying to trust my own abilities, that's when I get panicked and start like, like, oh no, how much can I do is this? And it's like, no, I can't do this, but he can. And he's, if we let him, like if we just beautiful things happen when we trust him to provide it's I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just a couple more here. Um, what is the best business advice you've ever been given or one of the best <laughs> your face these questions are hard I know <laughs> I know um so best business advice I've ever been given it's not like a sweet little phrase or anything like that but I think kind of the lesson that I've learned and like people have imparted to me and I would love to impart to other people is 
to trust, like trust yourself mm. and know that you are doing enough. And I, and I speak to those people who like myself, who oftentimes never feel like they've done enough. And I think that can happen a lot in entrepreneurship is there's always more, um, you know, we're not arrived yet. We feel like we have to do more and more and more and we're not enough. And just knowing that like, you are enough, mm-hmm. you are doing enough. And part of that is trusting God too. So I think that's, I guess the lesson that people have imparted to me and I have learned to embrace and I'd mm-hmm. love to impart to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it that would be really helpful for women to just, if you had that on repeat in your head, I'm, I'm enough, I'm enough. And like, I can trust myself. I can trust God. Like beautiful things would happen if we just had that in our head instead of all the, you're not enough. You didn't know, do enough. Mm-hmm. You're not. So that's, that's awesome. Um, I think from a practical standpoint, set business hours. Mm-hmm. I have done that from the beginning and I don't work in the evenings, partly because I know I need my self-care and I, you know, give myself the morning. So set, like find a schedule that works for you. And maybe that is working in the evenings for you and that works, but like, don't work all day long. Also take a Sabbath, take Mm -hmm. a Sabbath, whether that's a Saturday, whether that's a Sunday, whatever day works for you. Um, But take a day completely off business. You need that break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. I need to get better at work hours I they tend to leak into the evening and this is a reminder like I feel better when I when I close the door of the office and it's like gonna take a break you never regret taking time off and keep you don't ever regret boundaries you always regret not having a boundary in work or a relationship or whatever so yeah mm-hmm. um speaking of like mistakes because I'm I make that mistake of not having boundaries um in work. Um, what is something valuable you've learned from making a mistake in business? It would, you know, going with boundaries in the sense of kind of going back to how I can tend to take on more than I'm actually able or that my body can handle right now. Mm. So I have learned, um, I've learned to have tough conversations as far as, especially with clients um, mm. who I'm working with and, and, and standing up for myself and saying, you know what? No, I actually can't do this task or to having tough money conversations. Like I can do this task, but you need to pay me more. Like I need to mm. be compensated. So that, because I have had moments where I feel like I've been taken advantage of. Hmm. Um, because I didn't, and that's not their fault. It's because I didn't stand up for myself is because I said, oh yeah, I can do that. Or that's fine. But knowing your worth, which is really hard when it's a service-based business, knowing your worth and standing up for that. And also, you know, trusting that, you know, I think a lot of times, especially young entrepreneurs, we can be like, oh, I'm just going to take anyone I can and they'll pay me whatever. Mm. No, like know your worth, your time is valuable and it's okay to say no to this person because someone else who values what you have to offer and who will be willing to pay that is going to come along. So don't just take someone to take someone, set your boundaries, 
know your worth, stay that course and the right people will come along. So I've learned that by, yeah, just my own experience, like learning those boundaries and having those tough conversations. Coming from an Enneagram too, like that's huge. Like that shows that you're a very healthy minded too in that area for sure. Cause I think that's extra hard for twos who just want to help so much. So to say, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, uh, you know, like that's awesome. Sounds like you've done some work in that area a lot. So <laughs> worse too, it's not easy, but you know, if you want to avoid tough conversations like that, then stand your ground and yeah, know your worth. Mm-hmm. Being a podcast producer means I can do podcast editing for you. I can do podcast upkeep, so help you manage and continue putting out episodes every week or every month or every second week, whatever is your decision for the frequency of your podcast. And I can also help you start up your podcast if you don't have a podcast already. But God has put in this idea on your heart for a podcast and you just don't know how to do that. How do I even get my podcast on Apple? What in the world is an RSS feed? How do I even record on my computer? It's just, there's so many moving pieces, but take a deep breath because I understand the moving pieces. So if you want to know anything about my podcasting services, how I can be your podcast producer and make the transition into the podcasting world easier for you if you're not there yet or make it more joyful make the joy return if you already are wearing your podcaster hat and it's just feeling stressful let me be on your team let me be your podcast producer and help just bring back the joy because joy should be a part of your podcasting journey if you are interested you can go to my website nylaweeb.ca and weeb is spelled w-i-e-b-e i always tell people it's like dweeb but without the d <laughs> And that's all linked in the show notes. So you can find my website there and it has lots of client testimonies and just explains how it works to work with me. And I am so excited to hear about your podcast that you currently have or the podcast that you are just dreaming and praying over already. I love getting to help Christian women get out their powerful faith-based messages to the world. It's just really cool to be a part behind the scenes of getting these God-centered, God-glorifying messages out to the world. It's such a blessing for me too. So can't wait to chat with you about all things podcasting.